Lord God, calm our hearts and minds. There are so many things that happened over the past week and there are so many things to think about for the week ahead. But help us now for the next 20 minutes to focus on you. Encourage us, Lord, through your word to think about what Christian stars look like. We also encourage you, we also ask you, Heavenly Father, to encourage us to consider practical ways we can live out our Christian faith. And we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. So when I say star, what do you think of? Well, if you think of a Christian star, it's quite different to perhaps a movie star. If you think of a movie star, what do you think of? I'm sure there are some wonderful people who are movie stars, but you think, ah, oh, a bit of a prima donna, hard to get on with, always wants things their own way, doesn't get on with people. What about sports stars? So the media tells us there are these stars in life, movie stars, sports stars. What about rugby league stars? They've been in the media a lot last few years. I'm not sure why they're called stars. With all the scandals, you would think they're more like the crooked and depraved generation that's described in today's passage in verse 15. Once again, the world has taken over Christian imagery and ripped it off and misused it because God's idea of a star is very different. Just like the rainbow has been misappropriated, the idea of a star has been misappropriated. So in Paul's letter to the Philippians... God tells us how Christian stars are different from worldly stars. I'll read from verse 14. Do everything without complaining or arguing so that you may become blameless and pure, children of God without fault in a crooked and depraved generation in which you shine like stars in the universe as you hold out the word of life. Now that's a bit of a rebuke to me because, you know, I sometimes complain and sometimes I argue and probably some of you do too. And God's rebuking me through this and helping me recalibrate my life to think about how I can live my life and shine brightly as I too have the ability to hold out the word of life. In fact, in our interactions with lots of people, we have the ability to hold out the word of life, the hope that is found in Jesus. God's encouraging us in this passage to be the Christian stars that he wants us to be. And Christian stars are totally different to the world's high-flying highly paid stars. Christian stars instead have the same humble, self-giving attitude as Jesus. So in the first half of Philippians chapter 2, we're told about Jesus. God became a man, emptied himself, humbled himself, walked amongst us, gave his life as a sacrifice. We're encouraged to think about the humility and self-giving nature of Jesus as we think about our own Christian lives. I've met a lot of Christian stars in my time. Some really amazing, bright lights in very dark places. I've recently been on my seventh trip with Compassion. I went to a remote part of Indonesia in the highlands of West Timor. And once again, I saw these amazing pastoral workers doing very difficult work with kids in very vulnerable situations and families in very vulnerable situations. And once again, I praise God for raising up stars in these difficult places People like Pastor Alindo, who's ministering to kids on a rubbish dump in the Philippines and ministering to their families. And he intentionally went to the poorest place in the Philippines to do that. And people like Pastor Somsak, he gave me the opportunity to address the youth in his church. Here's a short clip telling you a little bit more about the difficulties he faces.
เมื่อก่อนนั้นที่ดินแห่งนี้เป็นที่หวาดกลัวของชาวบ้านซึ่งเขาคนไม่ว่าจะเป็นเด็กหรือผู้ใหญ่เขาก็มาฝังตรงนี้หรือว่าเขามาเผาตรงนี้เพื่อที่จะไหนแต่ว่าไม่ไม่มีใครที่จะเมื่ออย่างนี้เกิดขึ้นเขาก็ไม่กล้าที่จะมาเหยียบยางไม่พอมาทำอะไรใดๆทั้งสิ้นกับสถานที่แห่งนี้ผมบอกว่าผมติดตามแบบอย่างของอับราฮัมถึงจะมีปัญหาถึงจะมีอุปสรรคยังไงพระองค์พิมพ์ไม่ได้บอกว่าอับราฮัมกล่าวไปที่เดิมแต่อับราฮัมดำเนินต่อไปเรื่อยๆจนกว่าตามแผนการของพระเจ้าสำแดงถึงความยิ่งใหญ่ของพระเจ้าเราไปจะสำแดงถึงจะเป็นเหตุให้เขาได้รับพระพรจากสถานเทงนี้จนถึงทุกวันนี้สถานที่แห่งนี้ไม่ใช่เป็นสถานที่สถานที่แห่งความตายแล้วแต่เป็นสวัสเป็นสถานที่ให้ชีวิตและให้ความสว่างเมื่อคอมเพรสชันเริ่มงานอยู่ที่นี่ผมรู้สึกดีใจและรู้สึกเกิดความเปลี่ยนแปลงที่นี่ความรักของพระเจ้าสิ่งที่ได้เห็นมาแล้วก็รู้สึกเด็กมีความเปลี่ยนแปลงคือเด็กนั่นแหละจะเป็นผู้เชื่อหรือยังไม่รับเชื่อก็ตามพระเจ้าจะขยายพระพรของพระเจ้าจะเด็กๆเหล่านี้เป็นแผ่นดินสวรรค์ของพระเจ้า Pastor Somsak is a Christian star, but he doesn't glorify himself. He glorifies God. He's confident in God's promises. He says, "I know God will increase His kingdom here." This lady I met a few weeks ago. She's another one of my stars because she's ministering in a really tough part of Jakarta, holding that word of life out to Muslim kids. And many of those Muslim kids are living in very difficult circumstances. And she risks her life. I can't show you her face. And I can't even tell you her name. Compassion workers are working in some of the poorest places on earth, and they're doing it relentlessly with great love, without complaining or arguing. And they're shining in dark places as they hold out the word of life to the poorest kids, poorest families, poorest communities. In some of the most challenging places on earth that I've visited, where I cannot believe humans can even inhabit. Homes like that, their homes. Uh, people pay rent to live in those homes on a rubbish dump in Indonesia. And in these places, we have an opportunity to shine. In dark places, we've got an opportunity to shine. And people do it because God is at work in them. It's nothing inherently good in us. It's because God indwells believers and empowers us to shine in dark places. And Christians have been doing that. Really well for 2,000 years. If you read the media, Australian media, they degrade the church and tell you all sorts of terrible things. 
The church in the developing world is loved. It's the light on the hill. It's the star. And that's why many, many people are coming to Christ in the developing world. But when you do shine as a Christian, you can't glorify yourself because anything good is God's power at work in you, as we see in verses 12 and 13. Work out your salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you to will and to act according to his good purpose. Sometimes people focus on the first verse and they say, oh, well, God, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. It's really hard to stay saved. But in fact, it's not. The verse following that explains that it's God powerfully at work in us. These verses are a statement of God's faithfulness who all, to all who trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. God's assurance that he is at work in us, conforming us to the image of Christ, changing us. And Paul reminds us to be in awe of God as he does that work, that renovation work in our hearts. Be in awe of God who's working in you to will and to act according to his good purpose. Be a Christian star. Be one of the blameless children of God. Live out your Christian life selflessly in God's power, being other person-centred according to God's good purpose. This theme of God's power at work in our lives, we see that throughout the New Testament, but we see it very strongly in Philippians. Now, Philippians is the letter where Paul rejoices again and again and again. He loves the Philippian church that he planted. What we also see is Paul recognising God's power at work. And we see that in the previous chapter, one of my favourite verses in the Bible that I latched onto when I first became a Christian. Philippians 1.6, Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. God is at work in your life. If you know Jesus, if you trust in Jesus, God is at work in your life and he's changing you to be a force of good and love and restoration in our broken world. We see four examples of Christian stars in today's verses. Paul, Timothy, Epaphroditus, and in fact, the Philippian church itself. Let's start with Paul. He's probably in jail here, under house arrest in Rome. Now, he's not complaining or arguing. He just continues to hold out the word of life, confident of God's power to open people's eyes to that good news about Jesus. So instead of complaining and arguing, he says, I'm glad and rejoice with all of you. You too should be glad and rejoice with me. How can he say that? How would you feel if you're under house arrest or in jail? Well, he can say that because he understands God's power and God's purpose, and he has the privilege of walking in that purpose. God's also at work in Timothy. He's a Christian star as well. We see in verse 20 that he takes a genuine interest in the welfare of others. Now, again, when I'm self-interested, that's a rebuke to me. Is that how you would be described, taking a genuine interest in the welfare of others? Well, it's something we all have to ponder, and perhaps it's God rebuking us. But I can tell you, I've met thousands and thousands and thousands of Christians, and Christians are different. They have a different focus in life. They look beyond themselves, and they look to other people. And that's totally different to worldly thinking, as we see in verse 22. 
uh, 21 and 22. Everyone looks out for their own interests, not those of Jesus Christ. Timothy has proven himself, as we see in verse 22, serving God along with Paul in the work of the gospel. Some of you already sponsor kids, but I want to say to you, when you do sponsor a child, that's what you're doing. You're working alongside someone in the work of the gospel. Uh, There's a faithful church in the developing world sharing the love of Jesus, and you're partnering with that church and with that child in a joint ministry, a joint mission. You are the global church in action. Compassion comes in as a change. It's like uh, someone saying, hey, I'm not in Africa, but I know the great need that's needed in Africa. And I'm entrusting that to a local church, to a pastor, in order to do that on my behalf. Compassion partners only with the church, the community. They know the church, they know the pastors. Compassion came in this church to help our people. They're giving food to them, they're dressing them, they're giving money to send them to school. That is a great change in this church. Through the sponsorship, Clay, she's able to truly have a glimpse of hope. Clay's sponsor truly uh, makes a difference in, in her life. In some way, he's being a father where there's no father, a mother where there's no mother, a helper to the grandmother where there's nobody. She has an opportunity now to know that she can dream, she can be somewhere, she can go to school. When I see the testimonies, when I see the results, when I see the children that have been transformed from nothing to somebody, from hopelessness to joy to fulfillment, because of the ministry, their lives are transformed and they become better people. You're giving the local pastor an opportunity to change lives. And not just to change lives through school or through food, to teach the gospel, to truly, truly be the light in that community. When we partner with the church, the program is very effective because the community, the local people, they own it, they appreciate it. That God has given the church that mandate to minister to children, to minister to people. The church is God's instrument that we have, that we are sure of, that we are confident in. That's equipping the pastor and giving them the opportunity to go to the parents and say, we know it's hard. But we share Christ, and we want you to be part of that. And I think that's the greatest important thing that you're giving to the local pastor to reach out to people that they will never have reached, but also an opportunity to father God's kingdom. Compassion have come to give us a support, to take us away from the poverty. The love you have given us, it has changed our life and our people. global church you're part of that global church and you have the ability to love people in another part of the world through prayer letter writing financial support kind of like the philippian church that's what they did they sent money from afar gave it to epaphroditus took it to paul to sustain him in his ministry and the amazing thing in the letter in the letter written to the philippians Paul rejoices because they've been generous towards him again and again and again. And they don't do it because they're under some kind of guilt trip. They're always looking for more opportunities to give. They're not complaining or arguing. They're just shining like generous Christian stars. 
And other Christian stars, Epaphroditus, he is so selfless, not only does he not complain or argue, he found out that the Philippian church, he found out the Philippian church found out that he nearly died on the way. And he's worried that that they might be upset by that bad news. He's thinking totally beyond himself, caring for other people, and then caring for Paul when he delivers the money. So how does Paul say the Philippian church should greet him? Well, please look at verses 29 and 30 with me. Welcome him in the Lord with great joy and honour men like him, because he almost died for the work of Christ, risking his life to make up for the help you could not give me. He would have loved the whole Philippian church to go and encourage Paul while he's under house arrest. But one representative goes. In my travels with compassion, it's brought me a lot of great joy working with our frontline church partners, praying with them, being in ministry with them. And I'm amazed because they often risk their lives to serve others. And a lot of the pastoral workers have given away high-flying corporate jobs, they've gone to Bible college, and their desire is to serve the poorest people in the poorest places in the world. And when I go and visit, I'm going again in on Monday week with a group of pastors to Indonesia, they rejoice with me because you're funding the ministry. You gener- many of you generously sponsor kids through Compassion's ministry, and they rejoice with me because there are Australian Christians who are looking beyond their, their own interests And like Timothy, they're selflessly giving of themselves as that word of life about Jesus is being held out to bring hope and restoration. So what do we see in today's verses? We don't see individual Christian stars. We see relational joy with a united mission. Paul, Timothy, Epaphroditus, the Philippian church. But it's all about God's power in their lives, enabling and empowering them to bring restoration and light in a dark world, a world broken by sin. I saw a great example of this in July in West Timor. When I travelled through West Timor with a pastor, his wife, their two kids and eight other people from their church and they just looked for opportunities to bless constantly wherever they went. So they met a little boy, well, teenage boy, 30, And Pastor Choi visited his home. They found out that when Ferdy was born, as is often the case in the developing world, Dad left. So it was up to Mum. Mum gave birth to Ferdy and then met another man and married that man. And that man said, well, he's from the previous guy. He can't stay with us. So Ferdy had to go and live with his blind grandmother. The Choi family, who already sponsored several kids around the world, realised they had an opportunity to shine like Christian stars and to bring light to this young man's life. So this is the moment it was announced in front of other kids at the church, in front of the project workers, in front of the pastor. It was announced that the Choi family was going to to sponsor Ferdy. It's very badly recorded. I was pretty emotional when this all happened. But uh, just bear with me and appreciate the moment.
One of the big elements of poverty is socio-emotional poverty. It is very powerful for a young man who's been deserted by his family to be embraced and loved by complete strangers simply because the love of Christ overflows from their hearts and they want to be a blessing to other people. Another one of my stars you saw in the background, the project director, the lady with the navy top. You can just hear her sobbing uncontrollably in the background. I think just a small thing. Someone sponsored one of her kids, but she was so grateful. What I saw there were Christian stars shining everywhere, being selfless, thinking beyond themselves to bring love to an unwanted boy, to bring the love of Jesus to that boy. And as you heard in the video, everyone rejoices together. So what can you do? Well, there are lots of different ways to act. Care for people, pray for people, get alongside people, listen to people. You can do it locally. You can also care for people around the world through an organisation like Compassion, which connects Christians here with churches there so that we can together be part of a united mission to love kids in the most difficult circumstances. It doesn't have to be Compassion. There are lots of ways that you can bring God's blessing. Now, I've had a great personal experience as a sponsor for 17 years, and we sponsor more and more kids, and we're meeting more and more of our kids, and we feel like they're members of our family. One thing that's not optional is to show Christ's love. How do you shine like a star? To show the love of Jesus. So maybe you can do that today by chatting with me or with Sandy afterwards, and you can think about how you can bring the love of Jesus to a child and family living in poverty.